This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. G'day. Before we get into the episode, if you tuned into News Club last week, you'll know there was big news in our world in the past few weeks as Meta looks to retreat from news in Australia. It's a decision that has a few outcomes, but one that is possible is that Meta might pull news content from Facebook and Instagram altogether. They have form. What it means for news publishers like The Squiz? Well, it's a bit unsure, but we're doing a bit of reflecting. To help us, we're asking you to please take a quick survey for us. A link to do so is in your episode notes. It's seven questions, two minutes of your time, but the information could really help us steer the ship as we look towards the future. Wally Lewis, one of Australia's greatest ever rugby league players, this week became the latest sports star to speak about a diagnosis of CTE, or chronic traumatic encephalopathy, the disease caused by repeated head knocks or concussions. So in this Squiz Shortcut, we look at why Wally going public is a game changer, what our sporting codes are doing about CTE, and the Senate report into concussions that's about to drop. Squiz Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alex Tsai. And I'm Claire Kimball. Wally Lewis. We can't really overstate what a big sporting figure he is in this country, but let's just catch everybody up on who he is. He was nicknamed the King when he played State of Origin for Queensland in the 1980s, and he also captained our national side, the Kangaroos. Alex, you're way too young to have any memory of Wally Lewis in his playing days. And to be honest, I'm actually too young to have much of a memory, but I certainly do have a memory of him being a very big deal. Mm. Uh, Queenslanders would tell you that there's God and there's Wally Lewis and not necessarily in that order. Uh, the Lewis era of Queensland just dominating the state of origin. He won Man of the Match a record eight times. There's a statue of him outside Lang Park, which is now known as Suncorp Stadium. Really a historical legend. So when 60 Minutes broke this story on Sunday night that Lewis has CTE, this disease caused by repeated brain trauma, it was a real shock. I mean, he played rugby league, so of course there's always a risk of brain injury, but it was kind of a wake-up call that even the biggest sporting heroes aren't immune. And even his neurologist, Dr Rowena Mobbs, was crying in that story because she said he was one of her idols, so Mm. treating him has been really tough for her. Uh, There's a few things about Lewis's diagnosis that's really significant, uh, but the most important is that he's here and alive to tell his own story. Right. Because that's the thing. CTE can only be definitively diagnosed after death, when an autopsy has been performed on the brain. And we have had quite a few cases of that in recent years, where the families of former players donate their brains to science after the player passes away, and it's only then that we get the answer. Yeah, that's right. But Lewis's neurologist, Dr. Mobbs, who's one of our top experts in concussions, she was able to show us in this program these amazing scans of Lewis's brain uh, side by side, of course, with an, a normal brain, um, showing that there are these valleys which are an indicator of brain shrinkage, also a loss of brain cells. And she said mm. that all the other cognitive tests that she's done on him means that she's about 90% certain that it is CTE. And then on 60 Minutes, he was sitting there being interviewed side by side with his partner, admitting that he couldn't remember the name of the disease he had because his memory loss was so bad. 
It was a very brave thing for him to do just to show the world how vulnerable he is now and Mm. CTE can really present itself like early onset dementia. Uh, We also know from some recent tragic cases it can lead to quite dramatic personality changes and depression. Yes, so one recent case was the former AFLW player Heather Anderson. Her family donated her brain to the Sports Brain Bank after she took her own life last year when she was just 28. That was the first confirmed case of CTE in a professional female athlete. Paul Green was another case. He was the former premiership winning Cowboys coach and league player. He was similarly diagnosed with CTE after his death from suicide last year. And that's on top of a number of former AFL and rugby league players who have been diagnosed posthumously. Mm. I guess what Wally Lewis speaking out now does, it brings it all very much into sharper focus for retired players who might have symptoms uh, but haven't been seeking help and bringing that much more out into the open. Well, next up, we're going to look into what the sporting codes and our federal parliament are doing about repeated head traumas in sport. Claire, late last year, the Senate started an inquiry into concussions and repeated head trauma in Australia, and it's going to be handing down that report pretty soon. It's already been delayed a couple of times, but it is coming, and Mm. sports fans would know it's not like our major codes have been standing still on this. There's been a lot of changes recently, especially in AFL and rugby league, uh, in response to this growing evidence. Yeah, since 2015, there have been something like 30 rule changes in AFL to discourage contact to the head and a whole bunch of new protocols in all the major codes about being really careful with managing players returning to the field after they've had a concussion. Yeah, but even with all of that, the medical profession still wants to see more changes. So it's not just the top tier elite sports that have these non-negotiable rules Mm. that those sorts of protocols get right down to the grassroots levels. So Wally Lewis's doctor, Rowena Mobbs, she manages 180 patients of concern, that's former athletes who are showing some signs of CTE or neurological injury, and she put in a submission into this inquiry saying that the government should mandate concussion protocols at every level, as you were saying, Claire. Yeah, exactly. So things like not being able to return to play until you've been free from any concussion symptoms for 14 days, Mm. uh, being funded to go and see a neurologist so if you do get concussed, you get checked properly by an expert. Uh, Clubs also keeping registers of even suspected concussions. Uh, So a player's total exposure over a lifetime of sport is very clearly recorded. There was another submission into the Senate inquiry from the Murdoch Children's Institute. It said that it wanted to be really careful about not dissuading parents from letting their kids play sport, given the vast majority of concussions in kids actually happen outside of contact sports. For example, falling off bikes or just doing normal kid stuff. But they really want to make sure that local clubs, schools and parents have the best science available to really manage these risks properly. Yeah, there's so much focus on the footy codes and the Murdoch Institute in its submission had a case study of a 17-year-old who was hit on the back of the head with a netball. It took her eight months to recover from her concussion. So it's really about sporting codes supporting players and knowing what to do when these things happen as well. 
Now, since this Wally Lewis story broke, there has been a lot of talk in the rugby league fraternity about the code doing more to support ex-players and their families, given the effects of these head knocks might only start years after they retire from the sport. Yeah, and another former kangaroo and origin player, Mark Carroll, was diagnosed with CTE through the same sort of scans that detected Wally Lewis. Mm. He's now 56. He reckons that there's an undiagnosed epidemic of former players and he wants the NRL to be funding MRIs and brain scans for all former players of his generation so that they can get the help that they need. On top of all of that, Claire, there is a class action underway in the Victorian Supreme Court. A group of former AFL players want compensation for the impact that concussions have had on them since their careers ended. Yeah, more than 60 players have come forward to join that action. They're seeking up to a billion dollars. So there is plenty more to come on this story. So that is your shortcut to Wally Lewis and CTE in sport. Now on to our recommendations. Each week, we give you a recommendation for some further reading, listening, or watching. And this week, shout out to 60 Minutes for its piece on Wally Lewis. It is well worth a watch to hear from the legend in his own words. Yeah, it's a really good one. Uh, Also, we did a shortcut, Alex, on concussion two years ago. Mm. Uh, So much has happened since then, but it really does have the big basis of all of that science behind CTE and what actually happens to the brain when you get a concussion. So it's a good bit of background listening too. We'll have links to those in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening in. If you like what you heard, please tell people about the podcast. And if you have any requests, you can send them through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. And in the meantime, there are plenty more episodes for you to have a listen to, so get onto that. Until next time. Hold up. 